And we're recording. Hello, everybody. Martin, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, hello, everybody out there. Well, I am doing quite well. Today is Monday. For those of you who don't know, a little peek behind the curtain so that we can show you just how we're doing today. So today is Monday. I am on winter break. Woo! Woo! From a teacher? From teaching? Yes. And um, let's see. What did I do today? Um, I got some writing done. I um, Well, here's what I've been doing a lot. I've been on the couch, but I've been productive. I've been on the couch watching the DVR. And working on other things like grading, planning, writing, and getting stuff ready for our YouTube channel. Um, one, one of the things I'm struggling with right now is finding an image, a, a thumbnail. So I've been so what I've been doing is just reading um, about thumbnails, you know, various web pages, what should they look like, etc. How do they attract eyeballs? Because man, our audio is great excellent entertaining but it's attracting those eyeballs that's going to take us to that next level um so that's what i've been doing i've also been binge watching on my dvr college football bowl games i've rediscovered my love for college football really i never fig i never actually had you pinned for somebody who <laughs> gave a shit about college football at all <laughs> well i actually gave up on it over the last couple of um years uh because i don't know why because maybe i was just too busy with school um but i'll tell you what man it's great to just have your laptop in front of you working on stuff and just having your having the college football on and uh as you watch it on your dvr you can skip past all those commercials and all those uh in between plays and uh, it's really, yeah, I really like college more. I don't really watch NFL. I like the college atmosphere more. Hmm. What's what's the difference between, I, I mean, atmosphere-wise? I know the difference between college football and fucking <laughs> NFL. But it sounds like you were talking about something very different. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about, uh, in my opinion, my opinion, in college football, it seems like there's more pride. Um more hunger you know in the nfl it's just yeah we got it we got our money um let's just play yeah forget about it but in, in college it's it's people are fighting to get to that next level there seems to be more hunger there seems to be more pride there seems to be more school spirit uh for example whoo i just watched uh, a dvr viewing of the celebration bowl between south carolina state versus Jackson State, and uh, that is considered the national championship of the H uh, HBCUs, and that was one heck of an environment. I tell you, woo! Interesting. Was, oh yeah, uh, woo! And and HBCUs have a long history too. Uh, have a long, luscious history of football, and. Woo, that was an intense game, even though it was a blowout. But you could tell the atmosphere. There was a lot of pride going around. There was a lot of school spirit, so to speak. And I'm not one for pep rallies or any of that bull crap. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely do appreciate the pride in just school, academics, and stuff like that. 
I mean, I can see where you're t coming from on one end. I'm a little confused, maybe what you mean on the academics pride. <laughs> I don't, I don't think these motherfuckers are like filling up, you know, like a union building, uh, <laughs> chanting, oh, like Ohio State slogans, oh, for okay. example, <laughs> fucking yeah. drunk off their asses because our academics. Ah! Well, uh, admittedly, I, uh, admittedly. Um... I think a lot of the fans of the major teams give give the, give the teams a bad name, like for example Ohio State or Michigan. Oh yeah. Um, but one thing though, I, one thing I discovered too, in just researching previous seasons on Wikipedia, is most of the players really don't go to the NFL. So a lot of them actually do stay and get degrees, and do other things, which. Which broke the stereotype I had in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't that like what, for example? Oh, was, I was gonna say, wasn't that what Chase Young did? Like, yeah, for, uh, OSU player. Let's see. He was a defensive end. Oh, I'm not sure. Let me see, because I I think he was studying criminal justice while he was still in school. Oh no, wait, no, never mind. He's playing for a Washington football team. Scratch that. <laughs> He he actually did go on. I mean, he got a degree, but he went yeah. on to like, he went pro. But quite honestly, too, uh, I especially on the major uh, these major football programs, um, I don't see how they can do academics and football. It seems like football is like the only reason that they're there because it's the majority of their time at that elite elite level like that. I don't see how they do it. I really don't. Yeah, that's completely fucking beyond me. Like, yeah, maybe it's easier if you don't have to worry about working like a a job or something while you're doing this. Yeah, because I mean, if you're on like a football scholarship, then you're pretty much covered pretty decently well. I think. Um, well, and also, uh, have you heard of the name image likeness uh, deals? Nope. Oh yeah, so the it's actually relatively new. Let me show you. So this this is pretty. This is huge uh, in the in the NCAA world, not just football, but college athletes, where mm -hmm. they can actually start to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Um, because think about the is it billions the NCAA makes, especially from like college basketball and college football. I. think... Probably millions at least. Millions at the very fucking least. Well, I, I'd say hundreds of millions, man. Oh, easily, uh, yeah. Oof. And, and honestly, too, I'm not real sure about the every little detail of the name image likeness deals. Mm -hmm. um, there, I think there are some pros and there are some cons, but I think it's really strange to me because I used to be the type of person that says, oh, F you, man, you're there to get a degree. But the pressure put on those athletes i especially in college football i the mm. pressure is like a, at the bottom of the ocean put on these people i and i wouldn't want to risk injuring myself and missing millions of dollars playing in for example a professional league uh yeah. so i'm kind of split on it, it says here that from fortune.com that College football generates more than four billion in annual revenue uh -huh. for the sixty-five universities making up the Power Five, whatever the fuck that is. 
Oh my gosh. Whoa, look at this, man. I'm uh -oh. going to send you something right now. This is... Woo! Holy mackerel, look at this. So I'm at this website right now, y'all, called... Um, it's on Bleacher Report. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if Bleacher Report is credible or not, so I apologize. But this article from Bleacher Report is called The Biggest and Most Notable Name Image Likeness Deals in College Football So Far. And Name, name Image and Likeness is NIL, capital letters. And this is by a person named David Kenyon, July 26, 2021. Um, so I guess these are sponsorships? Um, so let's, mm -hmm. hold on. So many of college football's biggest names, um, I don't even know if I can use their names or I, or I'd have to pay them. Anyway, <laughs> immediately cashed in. Among a variety of revenue sources for players, they sign endorsement deals with local regional businesses. Oh, well, I don't think that's wrong. You know, sign in endorsement deals. Yeah. I mean, who gives a shit? Yeah, man. Um, in some cases, we know the value of these sponsorships since most... NIL deals do not have a reported dollar amount. Several of these deals are no are more notable than confirmed as lucrative. Um, so look at this guy. So Bryce Young, Alabama, oh, who yeah. was the I'm Heisman Trophy winner. Reading that right now. Um, Saban noted. So Nick Saban, the coach of Alabama, head coach, noted quarterback Bryce Young is nearing the one million dollar mark in sponsorships. What? I, Damn. Sorry, I'm speechless on that because I'm thinking to myself, wait, is he making a, almost a million dollars a year? Uh, that's a very good question, actually. And especially when you look at, like, at least oh, according shit. to the article, look who he's, like, sponsored by. The only one that he's being sponsored by right now, apparently. Or that he's currently do Cash app fucking cash app young's only known partnership is with cash app so it's unclear how close he exactly he is to that one million oh mark crap man I'm, I'm following the link right now to that yeah bryce young tweeted uh july 2nd of this year thrilled to sign my first partnership as a college athlete with cash app damn holy mackerel what damn son Chris. <laughs> <laughs> What? I sorry. I'm like I'm speechless right now because I'm trying to process this, and uh, it said so. I guess this is also uh, a what do the economists call that? An incentive, an incentive for other players who are in high school right now to go to these larger universities like the Alabama program, uh, the Alabama football program. Mm -hmm. um, how, it, wow! I just. How's this? So I'm, I'm looking more at this article. So at the University of Miami, or wait a minute, is it Miami U? I don't know. Sorry about that. But anyway, Miami football team, uh, quarterback and safety, both signed a $20,000 deal with college hunks hauling junk, a moving service headquartered in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> what kind of Col name? college hunks hauling junk? the fuck <laughs> it's quite quite the branding there uh well, hey i'm mad at you chhj <laughs> yeah no kidding i'm looking I at bet, i bet they get extra money too if they i bet they get extra money in tips if they have their shirts off <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they just like you're just moving some old lady's couch and you have to be shirtless oiled you gotta have the yeah, oil bet. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta wear, like, uh, yoga pants. <laughs> like, men's yoga pants while you're doing it. What else do we look, have here? Look down here, my ha Miami Hurricanes football. Um, oh, Gary yeah. Furman of Rivals, I guess that's a, another source, reported all of Miami scholarship players can receive $500 a month to endorse American Top Team, a nationwide chain of MMA training gyms. If every player opts in, the total sponsorship could cost, cost will be $540,000. Hmm. So what does that mean endorse though? Do, do they have to like go to American Top Team events? Do they have to wear American Top Team on their jersey? I don't know. Are they just gonna start branding, you know, college athletes like they fucking brand like NASCAR cars? Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> uniforms we all brightly colored like boxing uh, trunks. It's like you can't even see like the fucking color of the car anymore because there's just so many fucking little logos and shit slapped onto it. Like, I, you can barely make out the number. So hey, it's like, you got one guy, he's sponsored by Red Bull, he's sponsored <laughs> by uh, Pennzoil, he's sponsored by Jiffy Lube, he's sponsored by, like, uh, United Dairy Farmers, he's also <laughs> sponsored by DuPont, he's sponsored by Tesla. You got another guy in the fucking team. He's just like he's only got one sponsor, and it's like uh, Rage Shadow Legends or some shit. Or, yeah, or he cuts like a promo when they ask him after the game. Well, first I want to give thanks to the American Top Team. Uh, go to their MMA gyms or whatever, you know, and then he gets money that way. I. So I I don't know. I'm torn on this, man. I really am torn on this. I'm glad too, these young but... guys are making money because they are putting their bodies at risk, you know, so I'm glad they're oh, yeah. doing that. Football can fucking permanently fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm glad they're making money because they're the ones putting their body on the wrist. At the same time, though, I... I don't... I'm not... I don't like how much we invest into professional sports or even, like, college-level sports now. Yeah. This is ridiculous, yeah. man. Do you want to know a secret? Why? It's about Ohio State. Oh, yeah, man. Go ahead. So I actually learned this when I was a student, and a professor told me all about it. Uh, specifically, the College of Arts and Sciences at the Ohio State University runs on debt. And oh, not, oh. not only that, not only that, the money that the Ohio State Buckeyes makes does not actually go back to the school. The Ohio State Buckeyes is treated as its own separate business. What? So, Sorry, this is like revelatory to me. What? Is, what? Yeah. None of the money Ohio, none of the money the Buckeyes make actually goes into funding the school, any of the schools. It just stays in the football program? Yeah. It's treated as its own business with its own budget, its own, like, coffers, if you will. Um, yeah. That was a shock to me, too. So, so I, I'm looking up stuff right now when you're saying that. So, mm -hmm. another, BleacherReport.com. So, hopefully they're reliable. If they're not, I apologize. I'm not really sure about sports reporting. Yeah. Um, 
According to Ryan Brewer via Beaton, whatever Beaton is, an associate professor of finance at Indiana University, Purdue University, um, the Ohio State football program is currently worth $946.6 million, edging out Texas, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Crimson Tide. Um, I'm not sure how they calculate that. Hmm. And according to Ohio State Buckeyes.com, how much money does the Ohio State football program make? Um, last season, Ohio State's football program generated about $57 million in revenue. Um, I'm not sure what I'm, they're referring to as last season, though. I'm on a different article on the same website, OhioStateBuckeyes.com, talking about inside college sports' biggest money machine. Oh, yeah. That's what came up with me, too. Yeah. What, why the wow, fuck I, is there no year? Like, there's no author or year attached to this post. It's just kind of, eh, here you go. Wall Street Journal Online says. No, links are nothing. And it says um, John Weinback or Weinback on Ohio State's record-breaking budget. Hmm. So what's interesting to me, too, is that that program, this program, I guess you said that it's all the money stays in the football program. Well, they still get to use the Ohio State logo, though. Exactly. So I guess. Yep. Yep. Well, if you... Take a look. You know, you see the Ohio State Buckeyes logo. It's yeah. it is slightly different from the oh. actual university branding. Holy mackerel! Hold on, let's do. Hold on. You never noticed that, dude? Uh, it's not because when you look at you oh. know Ohio State's website, yeah, you just get that. See that. You get the re- usually the red. Just the red blocky <laughs> O, but when yeah, you, yeah. But the 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 football team has a completely different logo. Not completely, but oh my god, yeah, has Ohio State written right across the O, and it's got the yeah, white outline. It, separate branding. Oh yeah, that's why you will never see the exact same branding on Ohio State. Oh. you know merchandise. Uh, you know, but Buckeye stuff has its own separate branding too. Holy mackerel! I did not even notice that. Holy mac! Yeah, because I'm looking right now at the Ohio State University's website and the logo there, and now I'm looking at the Ohio State football team or maybe athletic program mm-hmm. logo. Yeah, that. Yes, oh sir. Gosh, you know what this reminds me of? Um, and by the way, the books arrived today. This so the Ohio State University, y'all, is in Columbus, Ohio, and there's a book that I bought for myself and cornbread called boomtown ohio's sunbelt city and how developers got their way by a gentleman named kevin cox who was a professor at the ohio state university i took his class political Mm -hmm. geography and learned heck of a lot i still have that book by the way that this is really reminding me of that because this so they have I don't know if it's just a football team or the athletic department, but this is like their own business. This is like a developer in Columbus. This is what this was reminding me of. So technically speaking, I mean, if they're their own business, do they even have to attend the Ohio State University? Like, Um, I'm sure they have some kind of obligation. Don't get me wrong, but... Mm. Like, the players obviously have to be... (laughs) Um... 
Well, but, do they? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Seriously, I'm. I'm ignorant about this. I don't know. Um. Let's see. Let's look. It's at like the... its own separate business. I mean, what? To holy macro, man! This is a. <laughs> this college football is is so fascinating. Um. Wow. You know, when 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 money gets behind sports, I think it dilutes the sport, man. It really does. I mean, when you get big, big money, like like corporation money. I mean, yeah, obviously athletes should be paid. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Obviously, they should be paid. They're the ones putting their. They should be paid more than the coaches. They're the ones putting their body on the line. They should be paid more than the owners. They're the ones putting their body on the line. They're the, the workers. Workers of the world unite. The athletes of the world unite. The fact that like someone can own a fucking sports team is beyond. Oh yeah, it's fucking. It makes less sense than fucking NFTs do to me. You know, (laughs) like I can get at least conceptually what an NFT is, but when you're like, yeah, when someone can buy and sell and trade a sports team, like it's it's so weird. It's just so fucking bizarre to me. Like these aren't. I don't no, know, I mean, man. yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's exploitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, think about. It. I've heard that college football. Do, do you remember somebody saying college football is like modern day slavery before these NIA deal, NIL deal? Oh, I've heard that remember all. That? I've heard that all the time, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, going back to this uh, Wall Street Journal uh, at OhioStateBuckeyes.com, this. I guess this is taken from the Wall Street Journal online. Um, this article also goes into foreclosures and poverty. So check this out. Ohio has the nation's highest rates for foreclosures and delinquent mortgages. And during the second quarter of 2007, 22.9% of Ohio homeowners with subprime loans were over 90 days late. Almost twice the national average, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association of Washington, D.C. So I guess this is a relatively older article. Like I said, we don't really see a a time when this was written mm-hmm. on here. Hmm. That makes sense, though, that Ohio would have been hit the hardest during the, well, one of the, the, the states hit the hardest, one of them, during the mortgage crisis uh, of 2008 to 2010. Yeah. Because Columbus is a booming city growing city hmm so yeah keep talking about that no i just uh in this article man it um so the state is the state is home to two of the five poorest cities in america cleveland and cincinnati uh, both of which had more than 25 percent of residents living below the poverty line in 2006 um according to the census U.S. Census Bureau. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio has been ravaged by the struggling U.S. auto industry and the forces of globalization uh, from 2000 to 2006. So this is a little older, I guess. The state lost about 200,000 manufacturing jobs and added 40,000 new positions to offset the decline. So this is really weird to me because here in Columbus, Ohio, um, I, I don't... We're blinded to the rest of the state because it's so it, it's relatively prosperous here. Um, mm-hmm. it, 
it, compared to what I just read there, um, from two thousand. From 2002 to 2005, the Ohio legislator decreased annual support for the state's universities. In response, holy crap, that's when I was going there. OSU instituted its highest annual tuition increases in nearly 40 years, boosting rates nearly 60% from 2002 to 2006. 2006 was my sophomore year there. Holy crap. Mm. Um, Ohio State was just one of the 19 schools to turn a profit on athletics in 2006, according to data collected by the NAACP. Uh, NCAA. <laughs> NCAA. Were you about to say the NAACP? <laughs> I'm sorry. My specialty is in like black history. My bad. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I mean, that's that's an interesting stat. I didn't know they were interested. What in is for me? Yeah. Um, but no, this, yeah, this is a, uh, wow. I just, sorry to go on this tangent, but this is quite, uh, quite fascinating. Quite fascinating. Holy mackerel. <laughs> It's, my mind is blown, man. We're starting off, and my mind is already. No shit. <laughs> oh boy. How about you, man? Any other, I guess, closing comments for this article for this subject? I guess I really don't have any. Yeah, I mean, football is big. Bu- college football is big business, but pretty much like any big business. Only a handful of people like are relatively yeah. successful in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I think if a school is going to have a sports program or something as success like financially successful as the Ohio State Buckeyes, I think some of that shit should be going into the university. Like, no question. I like Oh yeah. Either yep. helping pay salaries or um development or fucking something (laughs) funding programs like hell yeah like a university in my opinion should be education first (laughs) uh no yeah and the and the football team and if it's winning right that's gonna bring more people to to, i'm not talking about athletes but just more people to your school yeah it brings clout like and you want to know something that's cool speaking of which Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm and I'm and I'm saying something good about Michigan. Look here in the chat. So this is an article um, from hmm. SportingNews.com. Jim yeah. Harbaugh plans to give his bonus money to Michigan athletic AD. What is AD staffers who have pay cuts? So all the bonuses that these coaches get, especially these top schools, yeah. when they have a winning season or when they go to a bowl game or when they win the conference championship. They get bonuses. Yeah. So Michigan coach, head coach Jim Harbaugh, has decided to give his bonus money back to the staff members of the Michigan Athletic Department who suffered pay cuts. I mean, that's cool, but it's still, like you said, going back it's into like, the depart- athletic department. It's like he shouldn't have to. <laughs> he shouldn't have to fucking do that, bro. What well, and fuck? yeah, and it, and it says here, you know, Michigan, I... I and is this Michigan University or the the state? I'm not sure. Michigan announced five to ten percent pay cuts for its athletic department staffers in 2020 when the pandemic hit. So yeah, I'm not sure if they mean like the university, Michigan uh, U of M, or Michigan the state. I'm not um, sure. Well, it's the Wolverines, so hmm. uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh man, do you remember that uh, what I sent you yesterday? Uh, uh, speaking of the Wolverines, Michigan Wolver, uh, University of Michigan. 
is who they're uh, talking about. But uh, did you send me something yesterday about Wolverine? Oh, it was that bilingual newspaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. I'm like, who? I'm not sure who translated this or who wrote this article, but... Uh, they Google translated check- <laughs> the English. Well, check out this, check out this English, right? Um, and I'm not making fun of anybody, you know, English is a second language, but, but what I found interesting about this is that the Spanish said the same thing as the English. So I'm not sure, like, what, what came first, the chicken or the egg? But check out this English here. Um, (laughs) another standout was undoubtedly Cade McNamara, who despite being intercepted once and failing to pass for a touchdown, managed, managed 105... 159 yards and was a very reliable supplier of balls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I'm not making fun of anybody because I this is awesome. I want people to write more like this about football, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking supplier balls. And that's from uh, uh, the newspaper that was from Osol de Ohio. Is that it? Yeah, and, and also, too, like I, I was also trying because. It's bilingual, so for me, I'm trying to learn Spanish. So I love, I love like reading different languages, and I love reading. Yeah, this was this was like the only article in which the English and the Spanish was like, what, what's happening here? What's going on here? Um, but look at this one too. Uh, Michigan sent a message within the classified teams. What the classified teams? I have no idea what that means. He got upset by defeating. He got the upset by defeating Ohio State 42-27. Okay. So he got the upset. The one guy got the upset. So Michigan sent a message within the classified teams. He got the upset. So, um, freak, this is awesome. I really wish people would talk more about football like this so there wouldn't be such like a, a fetishist. Oh my gosh! Here we go again. I can't say that word. A fetish, fetishization. Did I say that right? Of football fetish. in this country. Yeah, you could say fetishization. I guess that works. And look at the next. Uh, Hassan Haskins was the most important man in Michigan, the running back. So I guess. So I I I like that actually. I was reading that like what the hell? It's, it's very what direct. It's no nonsense. Get straight to the fucking point. <laughs> Right then and there. <laughs> and for quarterbacks, let's when they do well, let's just say, yeah, they're very reliable supplier of balls. <laughs> very, they, I love that, man. <laughs> it, it, so here's the Spanish, too, if you're like, well, what was the Spanish? Uh, sorry if I butcher this. Y fue un proveedor, proveedor de balones muy confiable. confiable. So... That was the sentence in Spanish, so I think that's a direct translation. Like, interesting. Whew. Which which paragraph did you read? I want to try it now. I want to try. I see how much bad my <laughs> Spanish has got. No, so um, hold on. Uh, sorry. So you got it on your phone? Yeah, I sent you it. It's the one, two, three. It's the bottom of the third at the e fue. Uh, bottom of the third? Yeah. It's the bottom, sorry, the bottom of the third paragraph, and it has the highlight around it. It's the the gray. It's where the Spanish is. Okay, I'm still reading to find it. Why am I having... That's weird. Uh, let's see. Logro, 159 yardas. 
Where so, oh, I, okay, okay. There you so. go. So, yeah, so you actually like, took Spanish classes in college. So I what the heck does... Uh, otro destacado. God damn it. I, I, I woke up not too long ago, okay, everybody? <laughs> Otro desca destacado. Uh, fue sin duda Cade McNamara, quien a pasar de ser interceptado en una ocasión y no logra lograr pases para touchdown. Logro. I don't know how to say 159. So I'm just going to say 159 yardas. <laughs> y fue. Un proveedor de balones muy confiable. Hay que, hay que decir que la reacción de Ohio State vino hasta el último <laughs> cuarto, pues incluso en el tercero se fue sin puntos y eso en el clásico contra Michigan no es algo que ayude mucho. I'm not sure what that what the last paragraph said because it wasn't translated, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, actually, because in the English, um, that very yeah, this has one more paragraph because yeah, this in is Spanish, like yeah. in English, there's three paragraphs, three big fucking chunky paragraphs, and in Spanish, there's four. So the fourth one, after the very reliable supplier of balls, uh, is does not have an English equivalent. Um, it's basically saying there was a reaction from Ohio State uh, that this is the I don't last. Know what Vino is. Uh, brain farting right now but essentially in the last quarter there was a reaction from ohio state in the last quarter uh which included the i don't know what torcedo means uh were they without puns and in the clat in l class against michigan there's no which wasn't much help okay yeah i'm not sure <laughs> uh i didn't understand all of that um but well, yeah. no, what that's the only article that had that was like, what the heck? What's going on here? Because the rest of the this uh, El Sol de Ohio uh, bilingual newspaper, like it didn't have the rest of it was good. The rest of it, the rest of it was great. But this article, I'm like, what? What? What's up with this article? I li I mean, there's nothing like grammatically wrong, but. There, there's definitely something like the, this person who wrote it doesn't watch football <laughs> like uh, like because the, they wouldn't say oh he managed uh 159 yards and was a very reliable supplier of balls for a quarterback they i would say he threw for 159 yards yeah i think it's just a matter of it was originally written in spanish and then they google translated it into english which did not turn out because like google translate is not great um most people <laughs> who are native Spanish speakers will know when you are using Google Translate because a lot of the time it will just be like fucking gobbledygook in Spanish. Um, so apparently, this, yeah, it's like that. Um, so in this case, it's pretty much just like this. Uh, so now we get to experience what it's like to see Google translated uh, oh, yeah. versions of our native language. On that, you know, it was well, you know, it was cool too. Speaking of uh, the bowl games, what's that? The New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico right? Bowl. Yeah. And the New Mexico Bowl, um, 
I, I looked in the so I was watching it and I looked in the crowd. They showed crowd shots and I saw a lot of uh, his. I saw a lot of Latinos, Latinas in there. I saw a lot of indigenous people in there. I'm like, oh man, this is pretty cool. And on the sidelines, uh, where the where the end zone is, it had uh, it had the words like be kind, be loving, um, toward other people. And I'm like, man, that is pretty damn cool. Speak especially what we're talking about, you know? Yeah. Let's see. Like, woo. I don't know shit Pretty. about the New Mexico Bowl. Oh, no. I mean, there's like, there, there are literally, what, 41 to 44 bowl games this season? So. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. So, on the topic of Latino-related news, yeah, this caught my attention yesterday, and I think oh, yeah. it's just neat. So, I don't know if you... I, oh. No, I don't know nothing about it, brother. All right. So, I've posted a couple of them in the chat if you scroll oh, yeah. up. So, oh, I got it. I'm on them. So, got two articles here. One from Associated Press and the other from Al Jazeera. So, Gabriel Boric... I think his last name is Boric? Doesn't sound like a very Spanish last name, but I could be wrong. So, Gabriel Boric wins Chile's presidential election. So... You might be wondering, if you're not Chilean, who the fuck is Gabriel yeah. Boric? You know what? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to fucking go to a YouTube video just to see what his name is pronounced. It would be Boric. Boric. It could be Boric. Um, Boric. Forbes breaking news. Oh, this is State Department shit. I don't give a shit about that. I just want to hear this guy's name pronounced, and that's it. Um, Al Jazeera English? Maybe you can hook me up, buddy. The sound of euphoria overwhelmed the streets oh. of Santiago. These dudes are... Of ...thousands of jubilant supporters of Gabriel dudes? Boric. What? Gabriel Boric. Okay. Boric? Yeah, Gabriel Boric. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Al Jazeera. Huh. Okay. So, Boric. Yeah, so, Gabriel Boric... Uh, recently won a couple nights ago uh, the presidential election in Chile, which makes him the youngest president-elect in Chile's history. So, I'm looking at the Al Jazeera one right now. A left-wing legislator who rose to prominence during anti-government protests in Chile has been elected the country's next president. With almost 99% of polling stations reporting. Damn, can you fucking imagine getting that? Getting that kind of turnout? Shoot. Oh. Wait. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, no, I don't think that's... Oh, no, no wait, I just you're think right, that's you're right. The... Yeah, yeah. I, I read that wrong. Whoopsies. That's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> brain farting. Um, yeah, it's vaccine booster brain fog. But... Get your damn vaccines. So that said, yeah, with <laughs> almost 99% of polling stations reporting, Gabriel Boric won 56% of the votes, compared with 44% for his conservative opponent, Jose Antonio Cast. In a model of civility that broke from the polarizing rhetoric of the campaign, Cast immediately recognized defeat, tweeting a photo of himself on the phone with his opponent, congratulating him on his grand triumph. Well, what, I wonder what that feels like, because we in the, in the United States of America don't get that. Yeah. At 35, <laughs> at 35, Boric is set to become Chile's youngest ever president. 
Fucking imagine being president at 35. Holy shit. Like, ain't you like 36? You hey, oh, come on, man. It, you yeah. know, I'm going to quote Cary Grant from The Bishop's Wife. Mm -hmm. The only people that are old are people that were born old to begin with, you old fart. I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying, because you're pretty uh, much on the same age with this dude. Can you imagine being president? At that No, at I mean, I'm a loser. <laughs> no. You're not. A, don't say that. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's just unthinkable. Being, and I'm, 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 this is cool. This is cool as fuck. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like knocking his age or anything. I just like, can you fucking imagine? You are the head of state of a Latin American country at age 35. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man. Well, that's the oldest you can be in the Constitution for the United States. I mean, the youngest you can be. So. I thought it was 40 to be president. I could be wrong. No, 35. Really? It's 25 for a uh, congressperson. You could so run 35. to be... You could fucking run to be president. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> president Martin Perfecto. The genius of love. So who is Gabriel Boric? He studied in the Faculty of Law at the University of Chile and was president of the University of Chile Student Federation in 2012. As mm. I'm not reading from the Al Jazeera article. I'm reading from like Wikipedia. As a student rep, he became one of the leading figures of the 2011 to 2013 Chilean student protests. Boric was elected two times to the Chamber of Deputies, representing these, oh lord, uh, Magallanes and Antarctic District. What? <laughs> and Antarctic? What? Am I reading that right? Oh, no. Uh, that's literally Antarctic because where it's at. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, wow. <laughs> literally, like, the southernmost part of the country and, like, a little bit where it actually goes into Antarctica? <laughs> Are there Chileans <laughs> living in Antarctica? No way. No oh, wait a minute. It's at the bottom of the... Well, hold on. Maybe. Literally Maybe at the bottom uh, of the continent, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, I mean, it, Ch Chile does go all the way down to the end of South America, right? Yeah. And that shit gets cold. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It gets imagine, super, man. super cold. Um... I'm curious why there's like some weird little overlap where there's like some little border things drawn on Antarctica. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. Um, yeah. So he was elected twice to the Chamber of Deputies representing the Magallanes in Antarctic District, first as an independent candidate in 2013, and then in 2017 as part of the Broad Front, a leftist coalition he created with several other parties. So during the 2019 civil unrest in Chile, Boric was one of the politicians negotiating the agreement that paved the way for a referendum to change the constitution. 2021, he was selected as the presidential candidate of the Apuebo. Oh, oh Lord. Apuebo. Apuebo? Apuebo Dignidad, a coalition that included the Broad Front, the Communist Party, and other smaller movements, after winning the official mm. primaries with 60% of the popular vote. On December 19th, uh, Borch defeated Jose Antonio Cast. In the second round of the presidential election, attaining 59 or 55.9 percent of the vote, uh, damn, absolute Chad. 
What? Chad's a bad guy, though, right? Pastor Chad, but not Gabriel uh. Boric. <laughs> Dude, student politics, let's see. Born in Puenta, Are Puenta Arenas in 1986, he's the son of Luis, Luis Boric, a chemical engineer of Croatian descent, who has been a government employee of the Empresa Nacional del Petróleo. God damn. I can't speak any Spanish today, I'm sorry, for more than 40 years. And Maria Soledad uh, Font Aguilera of Catalan descent. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, damn. Well, I, what I like, too, about this is the history. Oh, like yeah. Like in the AP article that I'm reading, um, it says that Borch's government is likely to be closely watched throughout Latin America, where Chile has long been a harbinger of regional trends and check this out here's some of the history it was the first country chile was the first country in latin america um to break with the u.s dominance during the cold war and pursue socialism with the election of salvador uh allende allende, allende. i say that right salvador allende. allende yeah in 1970 mm -hmm. it then reversed course a few years later when pinoche pinoche yeah augusto pinoche Pinochet, oh, Pinochet's coup ushered in a period of right-wing military rule that quickly launched a free market experiment throughout the region. Woo! So, I like that Cold War history, which forms a background to this. Because, man, every time people say, man, socialism doesn't work, communism, well, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, because right? you did say earlier... In that article that Chile is going to be the center of a lot of attention. Um, I wonder who in particular is going to be paying a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah. Anybody ever heard of Monroe Doctrine or the Roosevelt Corollary? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> like, as glad as I am about this news, like, my butthole's puckering a little bit. I'm like, mm, <laughs> yeah. democratically elected leftist politician, huh? Ooh, mm, yeah. Latin America, Ouch. huh? Mm. Mm. Boy. Oof. Oof. And when we say leftist, y'all, here's here's a big huge problem with the majority pro with I maybe the majority of the United States of Americans uh citizens, American citizens. Mm -hmm. When we say left, we're not referring to the Democrats. When because when all, when any of these right wing grifters, for example, say the left, the left, the left, you know, the left believe this, they're not referring to left they're referring to democrats but when we say left when an actual leftist says left they're referring to this kind of stuff yeah what are they referring to because you actually are making a video about this on youtube am i what wait what i thought you... you oh maybe that was somebody else i know but what are oh. they oh so i did is... a long ass time ago i actually did <laughs> mm -hmm. make a youtube video explaining mm -hmm. the difference between you know left and you know Democrats, <laughs> liberalism. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean the the dem the the Democratic the Democrat Party establishment is more conservative <laughs> than not. Yeah, like there are liberals and such, and uh, social democrats who are left leaning. That is a thing, but they're not in the normative sense of the word who we're talking about. But it's also not the same group of people right-wingers are talking about, which is fucking anyone, like, a point left to them, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
I'm going to read a little bit more from this article here on Al Jazeera. So, Boric, who will take office in March, has tapped into public anger at Chile's market-oriented economic model, widely <clears throat> considered to have helped drive decades of rapid economic growth, but stoking inequality. <clears throat> That's pretty much pretty much every fucking country with like um like oh, yeah, like man. markets are technically good at driving economic growth but economic growth in of itself mm -hmm. does not necessarily mean higher quality of life or uh uh social equality in fact in fact uh if you want to see a perfect example of this that's not the united states you can look at china right so china basically has for the most part, done a lot to raise the overall wealth of the country, right, compared to other states. But there is huge, just like in the United States, there's still huge economic inequality within China. So there's mm. inequality between countries and there's inequality within countries. And countries usually that do follow this uh, market economic model, uh, like Chile, typically do experience economic growth, but suffer from like widening economic inequality. So and, Chile well, and those countries that choose not to follow this market economy, they get huge pressure from the world, the from the super countries that choose to follow the market economy, the free, the quote unquote free market economy. Right, right. Like, traditionally, the only thing that has been able to actually, like, somewhat deal with inequality or to stifle growing inequality is usually, you know, like, welfare states like Denmark and Sweden and shit like that. Now, granted, I mean, there's still significant economic inequality in those countries, but it's not to the same degree as, like, the United States or Chile, which traditionally have not implemented the same kind of programs of wealth distribution, for example. Um, so, yeah. According, reading from the article again, the, let's see here, da, 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 da. So, the imbalance sparked widespread angry social uprisings in 2019 in Chile, lighting the fuse for the political rise of the progressive left and the redrafting of the country's dictatorship era constitution. Mm. Al Jazeera's Lucia Newman, reporting from the Chilean capital, said the mood in Santiago was euphoric. Boric is, yeah. Boric is promising to be a president for all Chileans, including those who have opposed his vision for the Chilean future, she said. And he says he hopes he can convince them that the program, or that program, that future will be better for everyone. Well, get some pictures of if very people don't happy. leave him alone, if other countries, uh, uh, United States, don't leave him alone. Mm hmm. But yeah, this picture is pretty cool, too. Uh, it's a picture of, I mean, these look like young people in this car celebrating this victory. Oh, are you on the Al Jazeera one? Yeah. Yeah, they're in the, there. looks like a little pickup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, having a fucking blast. Um, Hell yeah, when you can get young people that look, I mean, these look like high schoolers. So when you can get high schoolers to be interested in politics, good for you, man. Yeah, young people should be politically engaged. Um, a native of, pu of Punta Arenas, God damn it, Punta Arenas, 
in Chile's far south, Borch, as a student, led the Federation of Students at the University of Chile in Santiago. He rose to prominence, leading protests in 2011, demanding improved and cheaper education, which is always mm. fucking dope. By 2014, still in his 20s, he had joined the National Congress as a lower house legislator, representing Chile's vast and sparsely populated southernmost region of oh. Magallanes. That's what you're probably referring to then. Yeah, where it's when like... You talk about Antarctica. Yeah, right on the very bottom of the continent. Um, mm. On the campaign trail this year, he promised to, quote, bury, unquote, yeah. the neoliberal economic model. Yeah! Yeah, <laughs> bury that shit! <laughs> under the prison. Uh, bury that shit alive, man. Yeah, left by General Augusto Pinochet's uh, 1973 to 1990 dictatorship and raise taxes on the super rich to expand social mm. services, fight inequality, and boost protection of the environment. In downtown oh. Santiago, his supporters cheered, embraced, and waved flags of Borch's image, as well as rainbow flags of LGBT groups that have backed his socially inclusive policies, as well as plans to overhaul Chile's market-oriented economic model. Mm. We did it, 39-year-old Paula Fernandez said tearfully as she hugged her daughter, adding she was happy because of Borch's progressive policies. And oh, yeah. there, this was a historic turnout, so technically I was right for the wrong reasons <laughs> earlier when I was reading this. Well, check this out, man. Something you said, something in this article that you just uh, read from, mm -hmm. it touched me, warmed the conquest of my heart, because check this out. He promised to he's promising to bury the neoliberal economic model and raise taxes on the super rich to expand super social services. So so check this out. In my class, um last week last week my students and I were talking about the US withdrawal from Afghanistan. And according to a study by Brown University, um the US from the invasion of Afghanistan in 2001 to when uh, the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan in 2021, the U.S. was spending $300 million a day. Now, mm. I, so my students and I were discussing this, right? And I had like, a, I had a revelation. I had a, I had a message from God above that said this, $300 million a day. Well, here, how about this? I said, how about this, students? What do y'all think of this, young world? How about if we give the United States, how about if we give every citizen in this country a million dollars? How many, how many, so there's about 330 million people in the United States of America right now. Mm -hmm. If you gave everybody a million dollars, that would be the same that you spent an entire day in Afghanistan on the military or whatever the hell you were doing there in Afghanistan. Think about that. If those Can you imagine? Yeah, if those numbers are correct, that is fucking mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah. Like, why not make every citizen a millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, no how about that? Like, I don't care if you're zero or you know a little month like, old or i don't care if you're a hundred a million years old i promise when i'm elected to give every american one million dollars boom how about that i'm getting elected my man shit <laughs> immediately 
<laughs> Instant fucking win. Seriously, $300 million. Where did that money go? Yeah. And look, for what fucking... Look at the end result. Look at the fucking end result. The fucking Taliban... The Taliban are still in power. They took that shit over. <laughs> it's like, whoop, here we go. But you know what, though? Because we, we were talking about the, in my class about the military-industrial complex. Mm -hmm. So, can you imagine the defense contractors and the former, you know, military officials who join these corporations and who join these investment firms that have backing and have support in the uh, defense industry? Can you imagine how much money they made from that stuff? Like, Shit. And, and the, the social services that we could have in this country... The free college, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to go to college, the free trade school, because I'm a big proponent of trade school. The free trade school. What's wrong with that stuff? What's wrong with giving, if you're going to spend $300 million a day, what's wrong with saying, hey, every American, you get a million dollars. And we'll make it a law we'll, or we'll do something to make sure that inflation doesn't rise. Because you know these companies, you know, and, and the landlords, they would raise... They, they raise the prices. Oh, everybody's getting a million dollars. Nope, nope. You raise the prices, federal crime. Get the fuck out of here. Go to jail. So what's wrong with that stuff? You take, I, I'm, take, I'm struggling. Taking the China approach. <laughs> what? Which I'm not what? saying is wrong. Don't get me wrong. Who's going to stop the landlords and the corporations from screwing you in the butt? Mm-hmm. And China, uh, uh, they claim to be communists, but... How do you have social classes? How do you have economic inequality? It's socialism what? with Chinese characteristics. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a, the shot, the shoddy Chinese products. How about that? I will say some of their stuff has gotten a little bit better. I, I know that's kind of a thing still about you know like oh it came from China it sucks but it's like mm. well made in China you better buy two. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep reading this article here. Yeah. So, after historic turnout, cast uh, Gabriel Boric's opponent, who has a history of defending Chile's past military dictatorship. Oh, boy, he's one of these. This motherfucker finished <sighs> ahead of Boric by two points in the first round of voting last month, but failed to secure majority of votes. That set up a head-to-head -head runoff against Boric. Boric was able to reverse the difference by a wider margin than pre-election opinion polls forecast by expanding beyond his base in the capital, Santiago, and attracting voters in rural areas who don't side with political extremes. For example, in the northern region of, oh man, Antofagasta? Antofagasta, where he finished third in the first round of voting, he trounced cast by almost 20 points. An additional 1.2 million Chileans cast ballots Sunday compared with the first round, raising turnout to nearly 56%, the highest since voting stopped being mandatory in 2012. It's impossible not to be impressed by the historic turnout, the willingness of cast to concede and congratulate his opponent even before final results were in, and the generous words of President Pinera said Cynthia Arnson, Cynthia Arnson, head of the Latin America program at the Wilson Center in Washington. Chilean democracy won today, for sure. Cast. Well, well, coming, well, coming from a, 
an yeah. American. I don't know if I. Tr- I don't know if that's a good. I don't know if they mean that in a good way. What does the Latin America program do exactly? Yeah, I wonder. By um, the way, this cast guy sounds like a real piece of work. Sounds like he's butt buddies, bosom buddies with orangeous anus face, which yeah. we all know is President Donald Trump. About that, actually. Cast, 55, a devout Roman Catholic and father of nine, emerged from the far-right fringe after having won less than 8% of the vote in 2017. An admirer of Brazil's far-right president, Jair Bolsonaro, he rose steadily in the polls, this time with a divisive discourse emphasizing conservative family values and playing on Chilean's fears that a surge in migration from Haiti and Venezuela is driving crime. Oh my god. This mother... This guy this, is this fucking, a Chilean orange in his face. Yeah, this fucking pig. As, as a legislator, he has a record of attacking Chile's LGBTQ community and advocating oh. more restrictive abortion laws. Oh my god. He's also accused outgoing president Sebastian Pinera, a fellow conservative, of betraying the economic legacy of General Augusto Pinochet, the country's former military leader. Cast's brother, Miguel, was one of Pinochet's top advisors. This motherfucker is connected by several degrees to fucking Augusto Pinochet. What? Who would vote this guy in? Well, look what happened here in the United States of America. I can't talk. Sorry. It can happen in any fucking country. Yep. So, Al Jazeera's Alessandro Rampieri, reporting from CAST campaign headquarters in Santiago, said the conservative legislator had been very generous in his concession. Uh, okay. He met Gabriel Boric, recognizing his victory, saying that everyone needs to respect the voice of the majority of the Chileans that decided to vote in favor of Boric, said Rampietti. And then Cost immediately started sucking Boric's big dick. Well, uh, hold on. I saw, so, in the AP article... Check this out. This is going to blow your socks off. Mm. In recent days, both candidates have tried to veer toward the center. Check this out. Oh. Guess what this cast guy said, or cost, whatever you say. I'm not an extremist. I don't feel far right. Cost proclaimed in the final stretch, even as he was dogged by revelations that his German-born father had been a card-carrying member of Adolf Hitler's Nazi party. I beg your fucking <laughs> pardon? <laughs> <laughs> I beg your fucking pardon. I don't feel far right. I don't feel anti-Semitic. Can you repeat? <laughs> can you repeat that one more time, just to make sure I heard that right? <laughs> so, quote, I'm not an extremist. I don't feel far right. Unquote. Cast proclaimed in the final stretch, even as he was dogged by revelations that his German-born father had been a card-carrying member of Adolf Hitler's Nazi Party. Whoa! <laughs> Fucking wow. Wow. wow! I wonder what he taught his son. I wonder what he taught his son. There's a whole wow. article about this too. That the AP article links. Father's Nazi past haunts Chilean presidential frontrunner. Holy mackerel! Mike, Michael Cost. Uh, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Perino. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Whoa. So we have a son of a Nazi <laughs> on the one hand. I feel like if there's ever a situation that describes this, I feel like this was literally a matter of socialism versus barbarism at this point. Um, well, well, to be fair, though, maybe maybe this Kos guy wasn't like didn't support his father. Because, I mean, Who knows? I think, yeah. 
But, we can all say our fathers did some dirty shit in the past, but... But... If my father was a Nazi, I'd fucking kill him. If my father were a Nazi, the last thing I would want to do is identify with the far right. That's... Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. I think that's a bad look, man. Yeah. And yep. this guy's views already fucking suck if he's, like, ass-kissing Augusto Pinochet, you know? <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> this has been a very polarized election. It comes now after years of often violent protests in the country. It was the first time in three decades that the two candidates who offered such a starkly different view of the future of the country confronted each other in a country that is known for its stability of its politics and economic views. Analysts say Boric's victory was likely to be tempered by a divided Congress. Boris van der Speck, Editor-in-chief of Chile Today said he expected to see a standoff between the right and the left in Chile. Oh yeah, don't think the, the fight's over there. The fact that Cass has lost does not mean mm -hmm. he's completely gone from the political stage. The fact is his right-wing party has gained a tremendous presence in the parliamentary, parliamentary elections. His front has 50 seats in the parliament and also in the Senate. They are a force to reckon with. And while Cast lost the election, turnout was so high that he became the sixth most voted for candidate in Chile, Van der Speck told Al Jazeera. Boric will still have to seek dialogue with the right-wing opposition oh, as of God. March to be able to complete his political program. And it is unlikely that he will be able to fulfill his entire program. It's too ambitious, and his leftist program will be a moderate one in the end. Well, I don't. I am going to remain hopeful, despite the dangers in doing so. Yeah. Um, I mean, this reminds me too of Orange's anus face. You mm -hmm. know, he's not away. I mean, that he, Orange's anus face should be should be ostracized kicked out of the country, ostracized, just like what they did in ancient Greece. <laughs> uh, or we, I should say gonna, in ancient Athens. Ancient Athens. Are we going to start casting the ostracismo? <laughs> yes, but here's the thing. In our country, every Republican who is not repugnant should immediately disassociate themselves with Orange Janus face. If not, you're ostracized too, pal. I'm gonna say I wouldn't mind actually. So to bring a little context of what we're talking about, um, ostracism was a uh, procedure in ancient democratic Athens in which any citizen could be expelled from the city-state of Athens for ten years. Uh, Hell yeah, that's awesome. While some instances clearly express popular anger at the citizen, ostracism was often used preemptively. It was used as a way of neutralizing someone thought to be a threat to the state or potential tyrant through, in many cases, popular opinion, often informed the choice regardless. The word ostracism continues to be used for, you know, social shunning and all that bullshit. Um, so I just had an idea, kind of random thing. So, for the remaining hour, do you want to kind of keep talking about his, like current event stuff? Because I know there's been a lot of things that you've been wanting to, you, over the past couple of weeks, that you've been taking notes on and stuff like that, that have been on your mind. So, I'm kind of tempted to s maybe postpone the, uh, the finale of our uh, Pueblo Revolt 
series until the next time we record? Uh, my well, my stuff can wait because my stuff is ongoing. Like for example, um, the the struggles of teachers today. Like that stuff's ongoing. Um, so I guess we could save that. How about you though? Did you have anything else you want to talk about? I mean, because man, I'm learning a lot right now. Like, holy crap! I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, like I'm kind of tempted to kind of use the remaining hour to kind of keep focusing on like more current event stuff. You know what I mean? Um, Let's do it, man. Yeah, fuck it, it's our show. Um, <laughs> we've done it before. We've we have literally changed our mind last minute at the past. It's like you know what? Fuck it. We're going to talk about this shit instead. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, now because I think it was you who actually brought up the Ostra Ostrakismo stuff first. Was it because you watched the Natalie Wynn or the Contrapoints video about envy? Oh, no. I mean, I just knew that from my studies of the ancient uh, Greeks. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've actually seen her video about Envy, ContraPoints, a.k.a. Natalie Wynn, but um, she actually no, not. she actually talks about Ostrakismos, <laughs> and she thought it was funny as fuck, um, because <laughs> and she actually says, wow, the ancient, I love the ancient world because it's just so, di- everything was just so direct. <laughs> like, she well, even gives the account of one guy, um, I don't remember this figure's name but he was i think he was named aristides um i could be wrong but she mentioned somebody named aristides the just and there was a procedure for ostracismos uh in one account aristides that's it aristides okay and uh i think this is it let me show you uh the wikipedia article i'm looking at here but she mentions this guy named Aristides the Just of Athens. And one day, uh, during a procedure of ostracismos, um, this illiterate guy comes up to him. He doesn't recognize him. And he asks if he could write down the name of a guy named Aristides the Just. And he's like, why do you want to ostracize this guy? And <laughs> she says that... Um, <laughs> His response was like, this guy who was illiterate was so sick of everyone calling him Aristides the Just that he wanted to vote him to be exiled from Athens for like 10 years. It's like, fuck this guy. I'm tired of this motherfucker talking this the just. I want him exiled. Well, dude, that's amazing because that reminds me of anti-intellectualism. And how many times mm-hmm. have I said it on here before? Uh, the United States of America is so anti-intellectual. That's why we treat our teachers like dog shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, okay, so the... And worship celebrities. Yeah. Like, I feel like this country would sooner ostracize a, a teacher than it would a celebrity. Um, even if the celebrity did and said horrendous shit. Um, oh, absolutely, so, yeah. So the story's about Aristides. I.e. Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, E.G. Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. So the story about Aristides actually comes from Plutarch, the life of Aristides. Um, oh, nice. I love Plutarch, by the way. Yeah. So according to... this shit. Yeah. Um, so Aristides was a member of a family of moderate fortune. 
of his early life, it is only told that he became a follower of the statesman uh, Cleisthenes? Cleisthenes. and sided with the aristocratic party in Athenian politics. He first came to notice as Stratagos and commanded the native tribe Antiochus at the Battle of Marathon, and was no doubt of consequence of the distinction, which he then achieved, that he was elected Archon Epinomos, Epinomos? Archon Epinomos, okay, for the ensuing year, which basically means, like, uh, the chief magistrate of a city, I think. Yeah. Pursuing a... Maybe maybe close to, like, a consul, maybe? Maybe. Pursuing a conservative policy to maintain Athens as a land power, he was one of the chief opponents of the naval policy proposed by Themistocles, the Athenian politician in general. And that would be pretty... That was wise, because Athens did lose the war to Sparta. <laughs> Sparta really had no navy to speak of. So, so wait, who, who, who do you think was wise? Aristides or Themistocles? Uh, uh, Aristides, in this case. Because, oh. I mean... And also, too, you know, you want to talk about empire? You want to talk about... Um, you got to talk about Athens back in this time period. Athens, the city-state, holy mackerel. Some- Reading Thucydides' um, history of the Peloponnesian War, mm-hmm. Athens did some really horrendous foreign policy. I mean, stuff that is stuff that is comparable to the crimes of the American Empire or in, or the British Empire or take your pick of whatever Western Empire. I mean, for example, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. let, let's take the example of... What was it? Was it the island of Delos, I believe? Well, basically, Athens yeah. just came in there, the Navy, and said, look, we're going to do what the hell we want to do. This is a direct quote from them, too, at least Thucydides. Mm-hmm. Um, the strong, the strong do what they want. The weak must suffer what they can. Yeah. So Yeah, this was the Delian League, the name of, you know, like... The more formal name of, you know, Athens' little overseas empire here. Yeah. So, yeah. But in this story, according to Plutarch, the rivalry between Aristides and Themistocles began all the way in their youth. Uh, so these guys had beef since day one. Uh, the conflict between the two leaders ended in the ostracism of Aristides at a date variously given between 485 and 482. It is said that, on this occasion, an illiterate voter who did not recognize Aristides approached a statesman and requested that he write the name of Aristides on his voting shard to ostracize him. The latter asked if Aristides had wronged him. No, was the reply, and I do not even know him, but it irritates me to hear him everywhere called the just. Aristides wrote wrote his own name on the ballot. It's like, oh, okay. Ah, that's some good, that's, that's dope. That's hilarious. It's it's so fucking petty, but it's fucking beautiful. I love it. It's like, yo, fuck this guy. You think people on Twitter are fucking petty? <laughs> this motherfucker is like, kick this motherfucker yeah. out of the city. <laughs> Imagine, yeah, if they had Twitter back then. Oh my god, Facebook. Voting shards were like the equivalent of tweets. <laughs> and I figured out too, it was the siege of Melos. Uh, oh so yeah. The, 
Yeah, so it was a siege, basically. Uh, the Athenians offered the Melians, the Melians uh, an ultimatum. Surrender and pay tribute to Athens or be destroyed. So the Athenians did not... So the Athenians basically said, F morality. The situation is this. Pay us money or we're going to kill you. Uh, the strong do what they can and the weak must suffer what they must. Mm-hmm. So this is Athens, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Man. Age of Empires was not at all prepared me for real Athenian history, bro. <laughs> and this is not even getting into their effed up society when it comes to uh, boy love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pedophile imperialism. But hey, we should go back to, you know, classic Western society, right? Oh. Western civilization. This is the Western legacy, right? Like, this is the <laughs> even guys like Ben Shapiro want to identify with fucking ancient Athens as, like, a precursor yeah. to our Judeo-Christian <laughs> society. Okay. Uh, if you want to side with this, by all means... Oh, you remember too? Uh, was that that? What was that guy you sent me? Uh, Stephen Crowder had something Sparta on his desk. Well, um, Stephen Crowder. It, oh, it was the uh, the troll. No, uh, that was Ethan Klein. Ethan, Ethan yeah. Ethan so Klein. Ethan was trolling uh, Crowder. Yeah, yeah. And like, cause they were gonna have like a debate or discussion or some shit. Yeah. And then you know they're talking about like vaccine mandates and shit so crowder gives his bullshit and then like ethan klein on h3 is like steven did you know that the uh, ancient spartans practiced man boy love <laughs> and then like fucking sam cedar shows up oh no sam cedar what a fucking nightmare I'm saying these guys want to go back to this time of ostracization and um and of ruthless absolutely ruthless empire and boy man man boy love that's what these guys want to go back to <laughs> i'm i mean i'm not going to call stephen crowder a pedophile by any stretch but i figured if he could somehow speak the language and adapt to ancient athens i'm, I'm sure he'd be very happy actually well he already wears a strap on yeah, I mean, <laughs> practice. Don't forget slavery. Slavery was a pretty common ubiquitous thing. Oh yeah. Thing oh yeah. And only world. the uh, and only the free Athenian males could vote. Yeah. Shit. He'd <laughs> fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> people are so ignorant of history, man. Yeah. Man, fucking cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, so I had my views change a little bit on cancel culture, right? Just a oh, little yeah? bit. So, like, I do believe cancel culture is a thing, but I don't think anybody really gets canceled, if that makes sense. Hmm. I think there's only attempts to cancel people, and it makes, depending on the person, it might make their life a living hell. It just really depends on who they are. But for the most okay. part, at the end of the day, like almost all the time, unless they're outed as like some kind of sexual predator, you know, like Louis C.K. or some shit like that, then they're they, they're they end up just going back to what they were doing before the cancellation shit happened. So yeah. nobody really gets canceled. There are people who try to cancel you, but yeah, I, I don't think anybody really has been canceled unless you're like Abraham Lincoln, right? And then you get, like, canceled by an assassin um, or some shit like that. 
Or like if, Mortal Kombat cancellation. Yeah, or if you're Aristides the Just, you get canceled for like ten <laughs> years. Well, he wrote. He said he wrote his own name on the ballot. That's hilarious. It's like okay, buddy. <laughs> like he could have written someone. He could have written fucking Themistocles' name. <laughs> but he's like, no, I have to. Be I'd rather get out of here. You guys are idiots. I'd be like, if I were him, I'd be like, yeah, I just write Themistocles. Like fuck his guy. I'm not getting banished. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm reading more about ostracons, the actual like shards being used to cast these ballots. Um, an ostracon is a piece of pottery usually broken off from a vase or other earthenware vessel. Uh, ostraca refers to shards or even small pieces of stone that have writing scratched to them. Usually these are considered to have been broken off before the writing was added. Ancient people used a cheap, plentiful, and durable broken pieces of pottery around them as convenient places to place writing for a wide variety of purposes. Mostly very short inscriptions, but in some cases, very long. Especially when you're trying to kick a motherfucker out of the city. <laughs> it just sounds so fucking ridiculous to me. It's like you can just write a ballot just to kick a guy out for any fucking reason. It doesn't even have to be a good reason like that guy. He's just like... Yeah, that sounds yeah, that sounds hilarious too. It's like I just fucking hate Aristides being called the just all the time. I just want him to leave forever. <laughs> well, it just shows that human nature is just, in my opinion, at least, it's just, it's naturally stupid. Like I don't even know this guy. I'm just tired of his name. He put and and, and, and Aristides. It wasn't like he was going around, going around and calling himself the just. Other people were doing that. Like, dude, I'm not even calling myself that. Mm-hmm. And you want me out because other people caught what? It's like, I didn't choose the name, bro. That's not my branding. It's just what everyone else called me. I don't Jeez. care. Fuck you. Get out. <laughs> uh, apparently in ancient Syracuse, there was a similar practice called uh, pedalismos or pedalism. Oh, God. Uh, we're in a citizen. Uh, no, as it looks like it's spelled like flower petal. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, where are you at? Hold on. Let me show you. See oh. if I can use my ancient Greek to help you. <laughs> help me. Help me, classical educated man. Yeah, I'm truly classically educated. I am. I have a degree in classics. <laughs> you you literally have like an old-fashioned liberal <laughs> education. <laughs> like the same kind of shit that like Sir Thomas More would have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's see. Following a failed coup by Tindarides in 454 BCE, the Syracusan Assembly sought to check the power of potential tyrants and prevent future political uprisings. Consequently, the assembly turned to Athens' institution of ostracism as an example, adopting and adapting the system for their own use. Thus, the assembly uh, established their own system known as petalism. What does that mean, petalism? Based on the Athenian practice of ostracism, Syracusan citizens would vote on an influential individual to be cast out oh. from the city, with their votes being recorded and submitted on olive leaves, olive rather, leaves. Okay. rather than the traditional piece of pottery, ostracon. Additionally, the individual to be ostracized was determined by whomever received the greatest number of votes, with no set threshold uh, number of votes required. 
As a result, one citizen was guaranteed to be sentenced after a vote, <laughs> with the individual then being, quote, exiled for a period of five years. Oh, it seems like a more mild version of it, but <laughs> the trade-off is like, okay, in an ostracism, it sounds like you have to actually have, like, a minimum amount of votes to be <laughs> kicked out, but it's just like, nah. <laughs> And Syracuse is like, okay, if you get the most, fuck you, get out. And someone is, it guarantees somebody's getting kicked out for five years. It's like, I'm bad. I'm tired of your fucking takes on Twitter. Get the fuck out of my city. <laughs> oh my God, don't you have any sports to play? <laughs> Just <laughs> Go to fucking like Corinth or some shit. <laughs> and olive leaves too. Like, I swear, man, whenever I think of ancient Greeks and olives... Mm -hmm. I think of just, I think of guys, sorry, I think of naked men oiling each other up <laughs> while they're, while they're, while they're like, before they do athletic stuff. Cause you know, they, cause that's, cause that, you know, that's, they, at least the Athenians, they worked out naked. Oh yeah. Well then the Spartans do that shit too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, but I don't want to make a blanket statement cause I'm not sure if all the Greek city states did that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but yeah, so I just think about that. And, uh, that's where we get the word gym from gym. Uh, it literally means naked gymnos. Really? Yeah, literally. Yeah. I never knew that. It means naked. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Gymnos. Gymnasium. Yeah. How come conservative parents? The word gymnasium comes from the Greek word gymnos meaning nude. How come conservative parents never get mad about that? <laughs> yeah, athletes in the ancient Olympic Games would participate in the nude. <laughs> then again, most conservative parents don't have classical educations either. Yeah. <laughs> they only claim, oh, we need to go back to Western values. Well, hell, let's have these football players be naked when they're on that field. Let's watch dudes in Island. Let's Come on, man. Come on out there. Let's start a movement. Let's watch grown men oiled up wrestling each other naked whoo come on let's do that that'd be and that, although i would say too the greeks love to watch teenage boys but that's why that's why i say grown men because i'm not with that shit yeah <laughs> so, so i'm on a related article called uh gymnopedia let me see. Maybe you'll know what this one's about. This one's more specifically about ancient Sparta. Um, Gymnopedia. Oh, man. I'm not liking that last word. P Pida? Oh, I, I don't no. like it. That sets an alarm bell off of my head, too. But let's said, see. Oh, no. Uh, help. Uh, Gymnopedia was an, an annual festival celebrated exclusively in ancient Sparta. Helped to define Spartan identity. It features genera oh. <laughs> generations of naked Spartan men. Okay, it doesn't say necessarily says boys it says okay. generations of naked spartan men we like naked men we like naked grown men consensual we like it consensual war dancing and choral singing <laughs> yeah. uh with a large emphasis placed on age and generational groups oh it's God, i don't like that i don't yeah i'm starting to get you know mm. i'm getting creeper uh, <laughs> If it's like a bunch of adults, whatever, it's just like, oh, God, don't bring a kid in. But this is ancient Sparta, so I fucking know the answer to that already. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I can also see why you got so really bad about that second word there, because I just read the oh, etymology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally needs naked, children. naked or unarmed child oh, or youth. Ew. Uh, yeah, I, this is a Wikipedia article on folks. 
is, is this the fucking like West, like another thing of Western civilization that conservatives really care about? Like, Pedophilia? And, and yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, ah! Because think about it this way as conservative, generally speaking, as like either college or professional football is. Like, I'm surprised, like, people have not, like, found a way to incorporate something similar to this. Um, I can imagine some weird conservative-ass coach on, like, a high school football team is like, All right, we're going to do a team-building exercise that the ancient Spartans used to do, guys. <laughs> Boys. They're like, what? <laughs> oh, God. I can see that. Uh, I can totally imagine that happening. Not imagine, but I can totally... I, I would believe it if I heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Like, is... Whew. Oh, and look what it says. So, Pausanias, who is a uh, you know, Greek literature author, describes this this uh, gymnopaedia as a festival which the Spartans take more seriously than any other. Uh, oh, what a surprise. Oh, boy. Isn't it, like, another thing, too? Um, this is, like, another thing I usually see, at, like, in right-wing imagery and stuff. You know, like, how they appropriate what they think is actually, like, Spartan imagery. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But Oh, yeah. Oh, lo- yeah. Like, the, the funny thing is, um, I'm trying to remember the name of this thing. Um, but it's, like, some kind of, like, right-wing gun right thing or whatever. And they have like a uh, Corinthian helm, but th- they think it's like mm-hmm. supposed to be Spartan. Like, have you ever seen that before? The Corinthian helm? Uh, no. Um, it's kind of like the kind of helmet that you would more commonly associate with like ancient Greek soldiers. Um, the here it is, right here. It's like this. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, but this is, like, one style of helm from, like, one city-state. Like, um, and they would actually tip the helmet upward for comfort because it's, like, fucking heavy. (laughs) Um, It looks like it. Yeah. It's awesome, though. Yeah, it fell out of favor among the use of the ancient Greeks in favor of more open types. The Italo-Corinthian types remain in use until the first century A.D., being used among others by the Roman army. Okay. So like, so, still, go ahead. Oh no, saying let's go back to that dance. Well, just to go back to that dancing part. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember in Romance of the, in the Three Kingdoms? I'm gonna say something. See if you can finish it. Do not give a sword to a man who can't blank. What's the blank? Uh, do not give a sword to a man who can't dance correct damn because no cause check this out man because mm-hmm. i was uh i was watching the nutcracker ballet with my wife uh the ballet met at the ohio theater yeah yeah and you know i was thinking man like why is dancing considered feminine like all throughout history if you can't fight if you can't fight if you can't dance like look at what these spartan dudes did they danced with each other, man. Yeah. And also, look at the boxers, for example. I'll just use boxers. <laughs> look at boxers with good food, uh, foot movement. They can dance, man. Yeah. Look at Lomachenko. He can dance. Like, 
And look at um, Sugar Ray Robinson, the boxer. My, the greatest of all time, in my opinion. He mm-hmm. was a tap dancer. Also, look at that in China, what I just told you, in ancient China, or or yeah. the Han Dynasty. Yeah. Don't give a sword to a man who can't dance. <laughs> Do you remember that scene in Romance of the Three Kingdoms when Liu Bei is kind of like a guest because he, he, you know, he just married um, Sun Chuan's sister, Lady Sun? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And there's a, yeah. And then, you know, they're holding this kind of celebration, and there's, it's kind of, Sun Chuan is trying to kill Liu Bei, so, you know, his, you know, he starts it out with a guy holding, like, a sword dance, and then, you know, because his brothers suspect that this is, they're gonna try to kill him, uh, they join in, too, and they're just kind of, like, sword dancing, (laughs) like, but they're not naked, though, (laughs) so... (laughs) Uh, that would be fucking yeah, awkward. <laughs> You're just fucking completely naked at a party with a, you and some other dudes are just dancing around with sores and your junk is exposed. Um. <laughs> yeah. That is, oh, oh, God. I just, I can't imagine that, man. That would... What is... Damn. It, <laughs> I don't think we would have this conversation if... If we're not for you bringing up the Ostracon stuff and me having watched the Natalie Wynn video about Envy. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we learned so much about the ancient world today. Oh, yeah. I mean, so yeah, and not just this, but also the brutality of it, of the Athenian Empire. Yeah. And you want to get into the brutality of the Spartan city-state? Well, they're, the Spartans were outnumbered 10 to 1 by the by uh the helots which were their slaves mm-hmm. like th- like these societies that these people who want to return to tra- quote-unquote traditional western values that they hold up in the air who's as some holy grail these societies are just as corrupt more corrupt than ours today yeah like more <laughs> fucked up who's western society are you yeah. talking about like do you want to embody like the virtues and values of the ancient greeks or the romans what about the gauls and their fucking values because they had their own value system and shit what about the fucking vikings or you know what about like when the moors like invaded iberia and settled in there for like 700 years like hmm. why why aren't we yeah. having that as Hell western yeah. um at least to my knowledge the fucking moors uh, like the Almoravids and other dynasties didn't practice fucking pederasty like the ancient Greeks. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was not an institutionalized thing. Um, yeah, well, like let's take it back to West Africa with Timbuktu. Look at the great learning that went on there. Yeah, I mean, that, psh, learning and academic, right? Scholarly, that's a Western value. Well. T- who did it better than the the Islamic scholars of Timbuktu? <laughs> yeah, like they traded in books. <laughs> if I remember, I re- basically they were slanging them books, man. <laughs> yeah, if I remember right, um, um, Islamic scholars. I actually think they were from Timbuktu too. Come to think about it. Um, were some of the earliest people to actually record the negative effects that tobacco has on your body like Makes sense, yeah. medical record like medical uh 
scholarship, essentially, coming from an Islamic African society. Mm. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Judeo-Christian values. What? <laughs> Why not have like the best things of all the religion value? Like, oh, boy. Because, man, mus like Muslim history is fascinating as well. Oh, yeah. Speaking of history, I'm, I'm just looked up. <laughs> I want to see what's going on in Conservapedia today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Featured on Conservapedia. Let's see the popular articles. What's trending right now? San Francisco values, judicial activism, Christianity, Chinese Communist Party, <laughs> unalienable rights, in quotes, Tower of Babel, John Steinbeck, Dante's Inferno, uh, Conservapedia Proven Right. <laughs> I can't even get on. It says this site cannot be reached. What? No way. Yeah. Are you using, no, like, a, are you using like a VPN? Here. Here's a link. Oh, no. Try Hold that. On. Main page. Oh, no, dude. It's loading. It's like it, the screen's all white. It's loading. I can't get on. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, this cause... site can't be reached. Um, is this? Hold on. All right, I can get on Facebook. I can get on AOL Mail. Okay. Yeah, I can't get on Conservapedia. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Okay. Maybe if I look up worst college majors, it will help you. <laughs> nope, it's it's still working for me. Um, okay, let me read you off to the worst college majors program because it's going to be very telling um the worst college majors are fields of study that leave the student with relatively few job opportunities and an often distorted or ultra liberal view of the world students incur an average debt in excess of twenty five thousand dollars for extending college and for attending college and these college majors can leave such students without the ability to pay off their loans while which are typically not dischargeable in bankruptcy i mostly agree with that actually i think we should probably abolish all that shit as in mm. like get rid of student loan debt fuck it um let's let me read off some of the majors so ranked number one on the worst college majors in the undergraduate major section american indian slash native slash indigenous studies oh that's number two animal science uh, number three, anthropology and archaeology. Number four, art history. Number five, and this is going to make you mad, black studies. Mm. Wonder why? Oh, they have no citation for why either. It's just there. Just along with American <laughs> Indian Native Indigenous Studies. No citations for anything. Uh, let's see. God forbid we learn about other people's perspectives other than our own. Yeah. Wait, why is golf management lower than film video? What? Golf management. <laughs> like, mother culin wait, culinary arts is somehow mo like what? ranked higher in the worst majors than golf management? What the fuck? Well, we should abolish all golf courses at, at, anyway. Secu secularism is a major? <laughs> what? Secularism? I beg your fucking pardon? Um... Are these written by, like, the Afghan fundamentalist Taliban? I don't think they use Conservapedia. Let me link this to you and see if it works for you. Come on, baby. 
I got my fingers crossed. Hey, I'm on atheism, conservapedia. Oh my god, this article is fucking huge. This, they had so much to fucking say about conservatism. This is one of the largest articles I've ever seen, yeah. I want to see. And it's got a lot of uh, notes or citations. These guys really got a boner against atheism. I'm looking at the talk page. <laughs> Just because I like to see editor's notes. Um, I don't want to read any of this. Really <laughs> stark? I don't want to read any of this shit. It's it's so fucking all over the place, dude. Um, Rodney Stark. It's just a wall. It's like walls of text. Fuck. I want to, I want to learn about San Francisco values. All right. We'll link it then. All right. We're learning about San Francisco values, everybody. Woo! Yeah, I don't know, man. I wouldn't want to live in up, Upper California, though. It's, it's, I, it's on fire. Wouldn't it get cold there, yo? I always just assume it's on fire and too expensive. Uh-huh. The phrase San Francisco values refers to the moral degradation in San Francisco and the greater San San Francisco Bay Area and their politicians like Nancy Pelosi, who attempt to impose these values nationwide. Pelosi's relative by marriage, Gavin Newsom, I didn't know they were related, imposes San Francisco values statewide. Hold on. First of all, this is ridiculous. The moral degradation of somebody like Nancy Pelosi is not her... It's not her social values. It's her financial values. Yeah. I mean, won't these people wake up and see that both parties, conservatives and lib- and quote-unquote liberals, are taking this country's wealth and using it for the... And taking it, man. Stealing it. Thieving it. Destroying the people's wealth and taking it, man. Yeah. The result is rampant homelessness, which... I would actually agree with with you if if this were included in what you just said. The result is rampant rampant homelessness. I would agree with that, uh, which includes defecation on San Francisco public sidewalks in front of visitors. Well, I mean, we could solve the homelessness problem, if, you know, but we're too busy spending three hundred million dollars a day in Afghanistan, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. I wonder who gets paid off of that. Hmm. I wonder who pe- who invested. In the defense industry. Hmm. Let's hmm. see. Crime by vagrants has become rampant such that Target Corp that Target Corporation, okay, to say Target dude, closes many of its stores at six PM there. And former Senator Barbara Boxer getting mugged in the afternoon in nearby Oakland. Uh let's see where that links to, I wonder. Looting is incentivized there. <laughs> incentivized? Oh, boy. I wonder what they got there. Observed Holy shit. one San Franciscan who left. Okay. Yahoo.com slash entertainment. Uh, oh, it's from doc- a Dr. Phil thing? What? On what? Yahoo Entertainment? He, we're, now- we're now in a society where looting is incentivized, says man who left San Francisco for safety reasons. So one man who left San Francisco for safety re- what? That's- This was on an episode of Dr. Phil. <laughs> Wait a minute, so they're taking the opinion of one man, like- On Dr. Phil. <laughs> on Dr. Phil. I like the mental imagery of just people randomly shitting on the streets, though. <laughs> the poop man. Why, what? I say do it. You know why you should do it? You know why everybody out there should take a dump on the streets? Mm-hmm. 
Because it's a protest against the economic system, which has rampant homelessness. It's not quote-unquote liberal values. But here's the thing. You should, like, do this in front of banks. You should do this in front of, like, elected officials, like, estates. Yeah. Wall Street. Shit literally everywhere. As much as you can. Empty your bowel. You go... Occupy could have accomplished so much more if they had simply gone to <laughs> Times Square and li- you know where that fucking bull is, the bull statue? Like, oh, yeah. everyone just drank a bunch of, like, a jar of pickle juice, right? And just fucking shat oh, everywhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, addition- and even that bull, that bull there, that represents greed, corruption. I mean, are, are we a nation of Judeo-Christian values? Didn't the people... You remember when Moses was on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments? Oh, yeah. And the yeah. people below made an idol of a bull? A golden calf, yeah. A golden calf, yeah. Why the heck? So if we're a nation of tradi- traditional Christian values, Judeo-Christian values, why is there a golden calf on Wall Street? <laughs> it seems very pagan and very... Huh. In your now face. I'm being evangelical Christian here. Let's see. But no evangelical Christian will speak out against the economic system. <laughs> There's still the Biden push. Do you remember when we read the Biden push shit? Yeah. My brain is still recovering from that, yo. Yeah. Um, evidence for Christianity. Um, intelligent design. Um, Obama's religion. <laughs> um, religion. Famous Hot American bed for writers. homosexuality. Ooh. Hell yeah. I'm reading. I'm back on the main page. I want to read the one for Satan. Oh, okay. Let's let's check out Satan. They probably cite uh, Dante's Divine Comedy as a source. You know, <laughs> a religious literature for sure. Um, <laughs> Satan, also known as the devil, is the embodiment of evil. Satan plays a major role in Christian theology and literature, and in other religions under different names. He's See, I take I, I don't think he does play a major role. Oh, I'm I think sorry. He plays in like the Bible, a, I'm sorry. Yeah, because they there's only one true religion on Conservapedia. Leftist Saul Alinsky dedicated to his book "Rules for Radicals" to Lucifer, which <laughs> is another name for Satan. Uh, no, no citation. Satan and the devil are popular topics of rock music. How old are these fucking guys? Who are these like people in their seventies or some shit? Like when the satanic no, panic no, happened? Read the next sentence. The next sentence is even more Satan, extreme. Satan is mentioned three times in the lyrics of a Christmas carol. <laughs> God rest you, merry gentlemen. So these people don't even like Christmas carols that praise God. They're God. These are the religious nutbags who are like, yeah, no music in the house. Liberals today tried to deny the existence of Satan, or at least depersonify him into a more more of a force than an actual being. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, Oh, there's, let's see, there's a section about the Jewish view of Satan. It's one paragraph. Um... Why do the Jeho- no citations. Why do the Jehovah's Witnesses get a bigger section <laughs> than the Jewish section? Is is that is like oh, this why is are there no citations in either section? 
Yeah. Um, like, the, they don't even, like, for the Jehovah's Witness section, they don't even go to, like, literature. Yeah. Da there's a section titled Dante, Milton, Goethe, and Others. Um, some national literary depictions of Satan have... <laughs> Uh, have become highly regarded classics, but by a strange coincidence of causes are presented by their authors to a man in their native language rather than a classical language. What? The fuck is that sentence even? Who's writing this? What? I I'm so Is this look. Google translated? <laughs> <laughs> the first look part of... Hold on. We got to go back to this sentence. Some national literary depictions of Satan have become highly regarded classics, but by a strange coincidences of causes are presented by their authors to a man in their native language rather than a class. What the fuck are you talking what, what language are they supposed to write, sh like, poetry in, bro? Uh, <laughs> like, is everyone obligated to write in Latin and Greek? <laughs> you fucking dumbass. So, mentions, you know, Dante Alighieri's three-part poem, The Divine Comedy, John Milton's English poem, Paradise Lost. Wow, how strange. How strange that he wrote that in English. Or, you know, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe's German play, Faust. What? You mean a guy writing in 1831 didn't write in fucking ancient Greek or Latin? Damn, bro. <laughs> that's fucked. Rather than a classical land. These three are considered among the greatest poems of their respective literatures. No citations, yeah. by the way. Christopher yeah. Marlowe's English play, The Tragic, the Tragical History of Dr. Faustus. I read that. Well, I read most of these on here anyway. Lucifer, uh, a 1654 play by Dutch author Just van der Vonde. Uh, in Western art and popular culture, the devil is used to represent evil influences or motivations. Pretty sure that's already in the very front like sentence, very first sentence of this article, but okay, dude. Um, what's the talk page? The talk page is actually the only real fun thing about Conservapedia. It's just because it's usually like psychotic lunatics fucking arguing with each other. <laughs> uh, Satan reigning in hell. <laughs> I realize this is a concept from Milton, but does anyone know if this is biblical? The lake of fire was created for Satan and his angels for his eternal punishment at the end of days. In Revelation, he is thrown down from heaven, and he is described as the prince of this world in the New Testament. But where does it state he reigns in hell? Actually, that's not, that's not a bad question. I think that's a fair question to ask. Uh, <laughs> although, also... Where is there a divine council of the angels where Satan is present in the New Testament? If this is the case, then we should cite the place. Um, thanks by a guy named Learn Together. D does he not really know that, you know, John Milton wasn't like... <laughs> he wasn't trying to, like, rewrite the Bible. You know, it's it's pretty creative. Yeah. There's a lot I mean, of shit. Literature. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that happens in the Bible. Or in uh, Paradise Lost. It doesn't actually happen in the Bible, dude. It's And John Milton's Satan is more like an anti-hero than he is, like, a straight evil entity. Yeah. He's actually complicated. So I click on the user, the guy who wrote this, a guy named Learn Together. All that there is is this big thing that says, Retired! Retired. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Um, Saint, uh, I want to see some responses to Learn Together. I agree that the Bible implies that Satan is a prisoner in hell, along with the rest of the damn. Dan H. 
so why are these guys taking this shit literally? Like, come on, man. Just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean it's literal. So I clicked on the user Dan H because I love reading these profiles because if you click on Dan H's talk page, there's like the very first thing is a thing called a SISOP pledge. As a conservative PDA SISOP, I will never arbitrarily block anyone who is not in violation of the conservopedia commandments and related CP guidelines. CP guidelines. Child porn? Because conservopedia. Conservopedia. No, conservopedia is one word. And I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, interesting. Dan H. This user has repented of his sin against God and accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. This user is a conservopedia administrator. This user believes that the Big Bang occurred, but that God caused it. Wow. Heresy. <laughs> this user went to public school and was never homeschooled. This user believes in theistic evolution. Okay, whatever. That's fine. This user... I don't care about political compass shit. This user's favorite baseball team is the Kansas City Royals. This user supports Israel. This user loves a good steak. <laughs> my name is dan i'm a junior at a public university majoring education a casual investor a basketball fan and a tournament chess player my areas of strongest expertise are probably those relating to the social sciences including current events geography and history i'm actually studying to be a high school history teacher no <laughs> i'm a baptist and i believe in an old earth i'm also an Eagle i don't be Scout. a teacher then buddy no I love the Kansas Jayhawks and the Dallas Mavericks in basketball, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs in football. And Kansas City, this guy loves fucking Kansas. I am concerned about being a sop on a website that participates in the Obama Muslim smear. So I will be reevaluating my contribution. Oh, did he have a change of heart? Did Dan H go rogue? Dude, like their character arcs are amazing on this. I don't even. I, I'm more interested in the users than I actually am. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. So yeah, I think so too. Let's see. But check this out on the talk page for that Satan. Yeah, I found this. So there's this section called "Is this serious?" So part of the article says you can fight Satan by calling him names or using sunlight. <laughs> Is this a joke? <laughs> what? Parasaurus, is this a joke? Satan is lick Dracula and his Dracula and gets his feeling hurt easily. What is this based on? Sounds like instructions from a computer game or something. Satan's very prideful. Calling him names is more likely to piss him off more. However, he also can't stand light. <laughs> oh, he is also retired. He has nothing. He's user Sean S. Yeah. Seriously, where are you getting this information from? I don't remember reading in the Bible that light keeps Satan away. If that was true, does standing in sunlight help you help keep you from sitting as Satan can't get at you? I can't help but think this article has been hijacked as a parody. Uh, Webcomic wizard. Webcomic wizard. He doesn't have really much anything on his profile. Many people are thinking of that song. You know, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Maybe. Oh, by M. Harris. Who's M. Harris? 
M. Harris, formerly known as the annoying conservative, poking liberals in their ilk till they cry for mommy since 2000. Uh, project- since it's spelled wrong? <laughs> Projects write essays on anime slash manga, web comics, and video games that conservatives can enjoy without having to deal with liberal va- Bruh, I have bad news for you about well, a no, no, manga. He said at least not in a positive way, but he spelled again positive wrong. Positive. <laughs> I see it. Search and destroy, misleading, miscited, or just plain lies from all pages. So that's that's M. Harris. Okay, that's his contribution. <laughs> Physical light doesn't do jack to him. Light, light. <laughs> he can barely stand it being the embodiment of sin at this point. Sean, us again. Uh, Rob S. Wait a minute. Was he another retired guy? No. Uh, no, we've been, we've actually seen Rob S's. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. He's got more stuff on his page now, I think. He's yeah, got, we were, yeah, he's we got, were Rob Smith, yeah. I remember the Rob homophobic S. horses stuff. Um, he's got, like, a cat. Uh, this user is a conservapedia administrator. There's a picture of Joe Biden with a picture, with some text on his head that says space for rent. And, um, a plane of the statue it's like a statue of liberty airplane with people falling off of it dropping people off yeah remember uh yeah we looked at him with the uh afghanistan thing yeah no we looked at him when we looked at uh our article about civic online reason that our podcast about civic online reasoning and conservapedia yeah yeah now what is the lgb commute lgb community theme song do you see that what where do you see that at is it on the Satan page? It's on user Rob Smith's page. Uh Okay. I'm afraid to Let's, go to it. It's um, YouTube, there's but a it picture. says it's Okay, so there's it's got a picture of Joe Biden and he's wearing a shirt that says LGB, let's go Brandon. Um Never thought I'd be part of the LGBT. Let's go, Brandon Tribe, is what one user said. Oh, this is what conservatives and comedy is. Oh, it's let's go, Brand. Oh my God. Okay. I. It's so stupid. <laughs> I feel like that's the I biggest. I think I'm gonna egg somebody's house that's that lives near me who has that. Brandon. Wow. I wonder if they have actually anything on their website about like trending news. Do you know what I mean? Um, in the news, what the mainstream media isn't fully covering, liberal promoted movies are a bust at the box office as Spielberg's woke West Side Story. <laughs> oh, I beg your fucking pardon? West Side Story is woke? Boy, boy, crazy boy. Stay cool, boy. Got a rocket in your pocket. Lay off the juice, boy. Go, man, go. But not like a yo-yo school, boy. Stay cool, boy. Real cool. That song is so lit. 
I like Maria. I like I feel pretty, so witty and bright. I like that song. Yeah. Maria. Let's see. Biden's success. Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Japan's health ministry refuses to mandate the COVID vaccine. Uh, questionable any fucking news source. Uh, let's see. Where are you at, though? Where I'm on the. At? I'm on the main page. Uh, they have a section on the right that says, in the news, what the mainstream media isn't fully covering. Ooh. It's just a bunch of, oh, like, shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Republicans are going to help Democrats draft your daughters unless you raise Cain. Raise Cain? Setback for globalists. Uh... It's time to talk Ireland leaving the European Union. Announces Irish star Conor McGregor. Last one of the EU. Ple- Conor. Oh, it, le- it links and to We should trust important. him because he's an intellectual. Yeah, absolutely. A very stable man. Um, <laughs> oh, of course, it's a Braveheart article. Um, yeah, I think Conor McGregor should fucking influence Irish foreign policy. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. His brain is fine. Wow. Conservapedia is proven right, and we wish we weren't. Michigan, 15-year-old shooter, grew up playing violent video games, including Call of Duty, and often wore all black. Cool story, bro. Um, Chuck Norris visits Hungary's Victor Orban. Ew. I'm looking here, too. Mm-hmm. That more lib... Is the real claim... Kamala, more proof that conservatives the future as young. I'm going way down here in the rabbit hole here. All right, so time to invoke the 25th Amendment. Biden contributes to his own emissions while representing the United States at climate conference. Mm-hmm. What? Countries ban latest Hollywood claptrap eternals for its promotion of homosexuality. Setback for the homosexual. Okay, these guys are obsessed with gay people, man. Damn. Is this projection? I don't even. I don't even think like people like on Twitter who are LGBTQ put this much thought into gayness. <laughs> um, let me see. I typed in Biden. Uh, I controlled F Biden on the front page, and there's like at least. 23 of 73 matches just on the front page um how much can i get if i type in fauci nine of between 10 to 18 matches okay by trying to uh i want to put something in here that's so random hmm what should we put in here i'm typing gay I wonder. See here. I wonder what their article about gay just is. Uh, All right, gay. I'm gonna do that too. Okay, so I get the article gay. The gay. <laughs> the gay life of uh, libertine sexual promiscuity was described vividly by a Victorian gentleman in his autobiography. Oh, m- a Victorian gentleman. My secret life in the. Late- I know about that. Yeah. Uh, who, who are they talking about? Is it like an anonymous guy? No, he published a book. Two of them, actually, I think. But where are you at, man? I put in gay in the search results and I didn't get that. You you didn't get the gay article? 
It's it's no, just man. it literally just says gay. It's it's just that. It's just gay. 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 It's actually a very short article. I thought there'd be more to this. A tr let's see. The word gay in the 1890s had an overall tinge of promiscuity. A gay house was a brothel. The suggestion of immorality in the word can be traced back to 1637. Um, I don't care. A triumph of consciousness raising has been the homosexual hijacking of the word gay. I used to mourn the loss of gay and what I still think is in its true sense. Wait, is this guy like live? <laughs> is he just treating this as his live journal now? <laughs> Where, are you at the talk page? No, it's still in the article. It's the second pair. It's like the second little paragraph on the second bulleted <laughs> list. It's just like I'm... a guy lamenting how the homosexuals hijacked the word gay and he mourns its loss. But on the bright side, wait for it, gay has inspired a new imitator, which is the climax of this article. Gay is succinct, uplifting, positive, and upward, where homosexual is a downward, and queer, I'm not using the F word, and the other one there are insults. The gay life consists of immoral sexual activity, particularly homosexuality or bis or bisexual. Um, mentions the the gay lifestyle written by the Victorian era author again. Um, okay, they mention this more than they do the Bible. That's a surprise. Probably not. They're projecting. Uh, it looks like the talk page is probably more interesting. <laughs> talk gay uh, oh yeah I'm at it now this page should probably redirect to homosexual rather than being locked as a blank page by Reginald or no that's Reginald winner Reginald. winner of the coveted fresh air barn star conservapedia dicta I've just posted what was a personal list of comments clarifying the rules to my personal talk page here if you find it helpful or see changes that are needed please let me know of the pages talk page he's got a brag list since i have been accused of being nothing but a complainer who does nothing to actually improve or add to conservapedia <laughs> i've started to i started a list of places i feel i've made a difference here i hate to have a brag list on my user page but it seems like the prudent course of action given the current atmosphere articles started or largely uh, is this your resume bro is this your fucking cv um john birch he started polygamy Greatly fleshed out, added historical, cross-cultural, and modern information. Pornography started a much-improved version, <laughs> not yet adopted, see draft here. Protests against the Vietnam War started at TK suggestion, still very much in progress. Articles substantially contributed to Atlantis, improved section on Plato, Divine Right of Kings, added traditional biblical support for the doctrine, uh, Eris, added role in Greek mythology and modern astronomy, made much less silly. <laughs> um, scrolling down. Uh, John Paul Sartre, added to a list of his works. Suicide bombings. Um, OPEC. <laughs> Articles improved. Agape, started after vandalism. 
Albert Einstein removed numerous misleading references. Uh, Alfred Kinsey also removed numerous misleading references. Feminism, uh, feminist, uh, Roe v. Wade. Sufi, clarified relation to rest of Islam. Libertarian, not liberal. Oh my god, this is a fucking long Oh, ass. this one. Uh, why am I here? <laughs> I just scrolled all the way to the bottom. It says, why am I here? When I when I was banned, I was at I was asked me to explain why I was here and what I hope to contribute to the project. What follows is a slightly edited version of my response. Jesus right. I love Conservapedia talk pages because they're kind of like the more fringe version of like old white conservative dudes yelling in their car um, about shit. You know, who like old white oh, conservative yeah. dudes whose wives have left them um, and they're angry all the time and lonely. I identify, comma, as a fairly centrist libertarian. This is not a point of view I see well represented among the contributors to the project. I see a lot of social conservatives of a number of stripes. And I see a fair number of liberals who see themselves as something like the loyal opposition. However, the libertarian voice is a more is an important and powerful one of the broader conservative movement. Um, like lowering the age of consent, right, guys? <laughs> Selling heroin to kids. In part, I think my presence and my strong commitment to that position is of value to the site in and of itself. More importantly, I think it is important that the broader conservative movement not become identified exclusively with social conservatism. I think he misspelled that. I think that is a vital... I think that that is vital for the success of the movement and for the good of the nation. So I do have a larger political goal in being here, one which I think serves the end of the project. Oh my God, this is so fucking boring. It sounds like he's like making a, <laughs> a, a, a fucking defense of why he shouldn't be ostracized from the city of Athens. <laughs> I know, yeah, like he's giving a speech in Plato's apology. Loyal men of the court. It is, it's literally that. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm like, dude, shorten that shit up. Bro. Make your words quick. God damn, dude. <laughs> like, I see familiar with both sides of points of controversy, I and I'm able to add information. I think being a libertarian is actually what gives me plenty of reason to not be banned from <laughs> as a contributor. Um... Oh my god, they're beefing in the gay talk page still. Oh um, shit, really? A little bit. Uh, sh I am from I am from Kathleen says asks, shouldn't it redirect to happiness? <laughs> I am from All right, who is this person? Uh, their page doesn't seem to go anywhere. They've been blocked. Gay people are full of or show high-spirited merriment or are given the social pleasures often including dissipation dissipation <laughs> quote quote led a gay bohemian life a gay old rogue with an eye for the ladies i'm gonna fucking include that when i like post this on twitter <laughs> a gay people <laughs> when hearts were young and gay by wordsworth a poet could not be but gay and such a joke and company wordsworth 
Things that are brightly colored and showy may be described as gay. A dress a bit too gay for years. Birds with gay plumage. I can't for the love of God figure why this page is redirect from an article about <laughs> depraved perversity. Old Nick. <laughs> this guy. Oh, he's blocked. These conservative guys block each other, man. What? Did they get... This user is currently blocked. <laughs> the latest blog, the latest block log entry is provided below for reference. Um, okay, I, I want show me the log, dude. Oh hell yeah! What, what, oh, oh god, this is this is juicy. This shit's juicy. <laughs> um, Damn, I can't see anything. No, this I don't is see a anything. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really show anything either. Apparently, TK, user TK blocked old Nick with an expiry time of infinite, admitted on user page two of being disruptor slash vandal. Um, wow. Cancel culture, man. No shit. How come conservatives don't ever talk about this? Like, this is like the real beef. It's all happening on Conservapedia. Back on the gay, talk gay page. Lol, you people. Dot, 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 dot. Gay does not signify promiscuity. By M. Jack, who is also banned. There is no single gay lifestyle. There are gays who practice a promiscuous lifestyle. But there are substantially more who form healthy, committed, monogamous relationships. You're in the wrong place here, buddy. This is heresy, man. This is heresy. Straight up heresy. There are many, many heterosexuals who have affairs and lead immoral, promiscuous lives. But somehow this goes unnoticed. The... Damn, dude, they're going to cut your head off, dude. The belief that homosexuality is associated with a promiscuous lifestyle is no more than a stigma conferred upon them by a majority of straight people who, refusing to admit that they are not entirely innocent, project their feelings of guilt and worthlessness on homosexuals. <laughs> Thank you, A.W. Rootbeer one. <laughs> I love the usernames too. It's just like so random because I mean this guy is clearly a cool dude, and he's like a A W root beer. <laughs> um, now they're talking about the basic dictionary meeting. Um, info. I wish to add information about gays in Korea, so please unlock. Thank you, Pak Young Shin. <laughs> what? I went to his page. Pak Young Shin. Mm-hmm. I am a student in Korea. I spent much time in the Americas and love to read English literature. My English is not perfect, so please help me if you see I've made an error. Bro, you're in the wrong place, too. Oh, like, yeah. They don't like immigrants. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's like, why is this locked? I need to add the homosexuality B template. My user help jazz. Who the fuck is help jazz? Homosexuality B template. Help jazz. Oh, my jazz. God. If you go to this homosexuality B template... Uh -huh. Link, it has homosexuality as, like, uh, the main topic, I guess, and subtopics are abuse, acts, agenda, alcoholism, anglophones, animals, <laughs> arguments against, beliefs, Bible, Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> California ban, causes, choices, civil union, cross-dressing, Cupid, diversity, domestic violence, don't ask, drugs, ex-homosexuals, gay, gay pride, Holocaust. Holocaust. Uh, 
homophobia, lesbianism. Wait, why Nazis? Obsession. <laughs> Go to R. Keep keep going till you get to R. <laughs> and you'll see Research, which one. Research, revisionism, Rome. Rome. <laughs> Scotland? Hey, I'm Roman homosexuality. All right. What does Scotland have to do with homosexuality? There's a whole article about homosexuality in Scotland. Oh, my God. The article discusses the state of homosexuality in Scotland. Well, Scotland. Well, Scotland is historically Christian and has the Church of Scotland as a national church. It's increasingly supportive of the homosexual agenda. This oh. homosexual agenda is... Ex- <laughs> Is exemplified by the repeal of laws banning the promotion of homosexuality schools. Blah 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 blah. blah. Look, go down uh, to what um, this has led the leading conservative Christian Pat Robinson to describe Scotland as a dark country full of homosexual homosexuals. <laughs> and it links you to CNN.com, but there's an error. Dark land with strong homosexuals. So I don't know if that can be trusted. I figured Scottish people would take that with pride, like unironic pride. Um, a, a dark country of strong homosexuals. <laughs> There's a lot of libertarians on here too. Um, I'm looking at user help jazz. I'm a libertarian, very much so. Okay. My editing philosophy, non-controversial edits are usually okay. I will always follow the guidelines and commandments, GNC. I will attempt to make all articles follow the GNC, encourage other users to do likewise. Essay pages are opinion. Main space pages are facts. No tilting at windmills. What does that mean? User, Azir fail, (laughs) slash tilting at windmills. Dear whoever I sent this link to, just a word or a thousand words or something else to the wise. It's been tried repeatedly. It never works. You may have great intentions, but you are wasting your time. I'm not even telling you to stop. That's entirely up to you. I just thought I'd save you the trouble. Don't believe me? Look. And it's just a bunch of like talk pages. Oh, God. And I think they are what this person has made. (laughs) And it's just, oh, Lord. None of these have what their original posters could possibly consider a happy ending. Just anger, arguments, threats, but nothing settled or changed. You should ask yourself, why bother? Take care. Azir Fail, September 19th, <laughs> I think that's enough of Conservapedia for one day. I don't My even... brain is sufficiently rotted again. Yeah, I can feel the dementia creeping in. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad Conservapedia fucking exists. <laughs> Yeah, and why are you going to block people on there, man? Oh my god, they are such snowflakes. They fucking block <laughs> each other all the goddamn time. <laughs> oh, boy. Holy moly. Well, it's two hour, It's been two hours and 18 minutes, which is a little bit longer than our normal runtime, but it was funny. <laughs> it was fucking funny, which is all that matters. 
Oh yeah, yeah, it was a good time. But uh, my brain is rotten, dude. You messed my brain up going to Conservapedia. Yeah, it's as if like someone pumped helium into like my frontal lobe, and there's just like air now. There's just kind of like this kind of like gas, just kind of like compressing my brain and smoothing it over. Yeah, yeah. It's like I have space in my head for rent. <laughs> well. <laughs> Dear, dear you. I just remember. I just realized. It took me a few seconds to get it. <laughs> okay. Well, dear users, if you want content that will not rot your brain, consider following us on Twitter at Ministry Modus. Um, you can also reach out to us uh, via email at Martin and Cornbread at gmail.com uh all one word martin and cornbread at gmail.com and like i said follow us on twitter for some takes that are very juicy and enlightening uh which will give you much needed wrinkles in your frontal lobe and the rest of your brain um follow us for updates uh for our latest stuff also follow us on youtube too at ministry modus where Martin has been a very busy boy uploading content. He's working very, very hard trying to give you the best clips from our previous episodes. So And good visuals, too. Good thumbnails, because I want to go all the way to the YouTube charts. He wants to top everybody. He wants oh, yeah. to beat out uh, PewDiePie. He wants to beat out uh natalie win he wants to uh you know he wants to soar higher than sargon of a cad i want to beat them out yeah even though we both love natalie <laughs> we love contrapoints so we don't actually want to physically beat her uh no, it's kind of never mind i do not want to beat any of them out or off <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so given that next week is let me search the week after christmas are you doing anything on the 27th you mean the monday yeah oh no nothing i know other than kicking it and doing the podcast hell yeah just wanted to make sure because you know holiday plans are a thing so okay. yeah We'll be back next week, just like always. And conclude with the Pueblo Revolt? Yes, and concluding the Pueblo Revolt, baby. And I'd also like to ask our friend here, uh, our, hey, man, that guy, <laughs> um, here probably the first Monday of the year. Oh, I would love to have him on. Shit. I'm probably going to give him a call this week. Please do. I think you'd appreciate it, too. Oh, yeah. All right, folks. Thank you once again for joining us. This was not a history. This is not at all a history-related episode. But we've gone through current events, and we've rotted our brains into a comfortable stupor, if you will. So, Martin, do you have any rhymes to conclude the episode with? Um, don't go to Conservapedia. It will rot in your brain. It will make your eyes 
drained with life as you hear about all the strife that goes on and when you do you'll feel really dumb and really baldy and you won't go to school and you'll be real too and you'll be like this because i don't know what to do no not really because you know what i'm kind of like I, speaking of rapping i, I kind of feel like i'm like Lil wayne on codeine right now because Encyclopedia <laughs> is like some cough syrup, you know what I'm saying? I'll be coughing and stuff like that. I can like, hear yeah, it in like, your fucking voice. Yeah, you know, the coffee, you know. I'm be rapping like this, you know what I'm saying? Baby Boom. Got my atheism down to the two San, San Francisco values and number of food. Satan and gay, you gay motherfucker. I'm a main page and keep you talking. Coughing. Man, what you talking about? I got more Corinthian hammers in the pot. So I'll go here and do my thing. My mark conservative, you stupid gay. San Francisco, yo man. Ain't Joe Bond got space for Prince's head. So I'm gone. I'm off. I'm on the way off. See you later, y'all. Give me a cough. Okay. That was perfect. <laughs> Thanks once again for joining us, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. <laughs>